Brittany Parker, welcome to the Scoopcast. Uh, hey. You want to just start by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about uh, you. Yeah, well, uh, my name is Brittany Parker, and I live, well, I was born in Rifle, Colorado, and I live in my van now. And I travel around the country teaching whitewater stand-up paddling and river surfing. And when I'm not teaching, I'm I'm doing some freelance writing and I'm chasing river waves to surf all around the country and the world. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, I don't know that much about the sport of stand-up paddleboarding, so I'm really excited to kind of hear more about it. But I think uh, one great place to start would be sort of how did you get into this and how, how do people get into this sport in general? Because I think most people see, uh, you know, it's just kind of like a hobby or a fun kind of thing you do on vacation when you're at a lake or something, but you kind of take it to the extreme and, and have made it not only your, your kind of passion, but also your career in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very niche. It's, it's not something that people are, are used to hearing when I tell people that I stand up on uh, whitewater and I surf riverways and I had, I was at a coffee shop and there was a woman sitting across from me and she asked me what I did. And I was like, Oh, I teach paddleboarding. She's like, do you really need lessons for paddleboarding? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot more to it than you'd think. <laughs> so like you can make it a hobby or you can make it something that's that you can take it to the next level where it's, it's really challenging. But anyway, I got into it when I was a raft guide and I spent a lot of time on the river and I was always really into board sports, like um, snowboarding, skateboarding, wakeboarding. And I've always wanted to surf, but being born in Colorado, it's not the easiest thing to get into. So I just saw some people paddling down the river on Santa paddleboards, and I just just like, I've got to try this. And I did, and I was hooked. I went down like a class three section for my very first time, and it was just it was so I, I was swimming the whole time, but it was so fun. I couldn't stop smiling. so. I was hooked and then and I've been doing it every I mean I swear it's like every day yeah <laughs> yeah I'm just like, I'm hooked to the water you know so. uh what's your advice for people getting into stand-up paddleboarding right so so with stand-up paddling not everyone can just jump into it on the river and paddling white water and river surfing the best place to start is on a lake or a calm ocean, like in a bay or something, and, and at least get comfortable with being on a board. But there's tons of lessons out there as far as flat water is concerned. But when it comes to rivers, it's still very niche. niche, And so there's there's not as many resources, but we're trying to, we're trying to solve that by traveling around and offering these clinics at, at all these places where they've got like a whitewater park or a good river that's just runs right through the town, you know? So we try to make it easy and accessible. And then there's also some companies like outfitters and local paddling shops that offer classes. But I would definitely recommend, especially if you don't have any whitewater experience is to always find someone who knows what, what they're doing Find someone who knows the river, who knows safety, and um, and just don't go out on your own without knowing anything about it. All right. We're having some technical difficulties here, but we're back on track, hopefully. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you were, you were talking about how, you know, different outfitters, people should look for different organizations to kind of help teach them. And, and maybe that's a good place to sort of move into what you're doing with River to River. Um, so maybe talk a little bit about River to River and what... 
um, what you're doing with, with that and, and sort of the goals and, and sort of mission behind that. Okay. Yeah. So River to River was started two years ago with my business partner, Natalie Zollinger. And we're both, we, we paddle on the same team and we compete together. And we, we tried to, we decided I really love river surfing and I've really wanted to teach it, but it's really hard to just have someone jump right into river surfing. Like they need to start, um, they need to start with the basics and learn how to paddle rivers and whitewater and understand currents. And so she really loves to teach the whitewater aspect, the downriver aspect. So we figured, why don't we just collaborate? And we started a business and we, well, what happened was we moved to Costa Rica for a few months and built our business there. And we created our website and we set up this tour because we wanted to travel we wanted to travel around from all these different cities and help build the community because that was something that we saw was missing was that there wasn't the resources for people to get into this. A lot of people are scared of the river. And so we wanted to change people's perspective of the river and, and help them get over their fear of it and show them how fun the river can really be. So we, made our tour we partnered up with shops all around the country and started teaching so she teaches on day one like she'll we do a whole weekend Friday we do a meet and greet at a local brewery because we try to bring as much back into the community and the local economy as possible so we do a meet and greet everyone meets each other we go over the weekend they get sweet goodie bags with all the gear and swag from our sponsors and then Saturday we teach mobility, injury prevention in the morning, and then we restart them off with their strokes and stances and just build, 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 build on that foundation. And then we get them running rivers. And is this for beginners mainly? It it can be. um, It's harder for people who have never um, ever stand up paddle boarded. Like we like to get some people who've been on a board, at least paddled on some lakes and stuff. But we've had some people who have never paddleboarded before. And so we're usually in a very controlled environment. We, we work with whitewater parks. And so we can pretty much stay in one place. And so it's very safe. And we work with the currents. We walk the parks. We teach them how to read the water, identify hazards. And, and then on, on day two, we do surfing. And we teach them how to ride a river wave and paddle in, standing up on their feet. And so what have been sort of your biggest uh, challenges in sort of shifting your passion for, for paddleboarding into an actual job? Because I think a lot of people, you know, they develop a, a passion for whether it's a sport or some sort of hobby, and they want to figure out a way to make that into uh, a sustainable career or job or, or at least be able to pursue that full time. And, and, and so what, what sort of advice would you have for that person or what, what, what are some of the biggest, you know, challenges or obstacles that you've faced? Yeah. So, so some of the biggest challenges is just getting people to, well, our first challenge is, is marketing in towns that we've, we've never been to and, and getting people interested because just 
like I said before, so many people are afraid of the river and the idea of, of paddleboarding down it is really, really challenging. And so just, it's been difficult for us to help people, uh, break through that fear and to actually just take the leap and, and do something, uh, that, that scares them, but they'll realize that, that the river can be a really fun place and it's not as, as scary as, as, they think because a lot of people, their experience with the river is on the news when it's in flood stage and they hear about all these drownings, right? And so that's been a, a big challenge for us. And and it's just Natalie and I. So we're doing everything, like everything from the taxes, managing the finances and the marketing, creating the outline and everything. So, so just going in if you're if you're going in to start a business in in something like this it's it's so niche and it's so small that you really got to work hard to to get the reach that you want and so i would say just prepare for it to be like full time and to work a lot and to not get paid a lot especially in the first few years and I think for us, like our, our passion is traveling. And so we, we've made it so our tours all around the country, but with that comes a price. And so it's hard for us to, to manage our finances and everything when we have to travel everywhere. So a lot of the money that we make just goes back into traveling, which is great, but it's, it doesn't like, through the winter, that's where it gets really hard because it's a very seasonal type of job. And so do you, uh, do you guys travel together and do you sort of align your, your travel plans and uh, with, in terms of your own personal desires for traveling with the river to river trips? Yeah. Yeah. We do that a lot actually. And, and for us, spring is a really great time because it's before all the water really starts to, all the snow starts to melt because for me I'm obsessed with surfing so if there's a wave that's in I'm like I can't think about anything else yeah. and I'll usually do like a 15 hour drive to get <laughs> to this wave you know and I'll be gone for a week and you won't hear from me so I'm obsessed so we try to work our schedule either with those things or around them and then all of June, we, we compete in events and whitewater stand-up paddleboard events and races and all this stuff. So we don't teach within that time frame. We just allow ourselves to be there for that. And so we do try to time it with, with events or around events and, and where we want to be. And usually anywhere that there's a river is, is a place that we want to be. So. And what's the competition like? I mean, what are what what is sort of your season and schedule like in terms of, of competition? And, and maybe explain what how stand up paddleboard competitions work. Yeah, so the stand up paddleboard competitions is so fun and it's really interesting. And and when I tell people it's what I do, they're just like can't even comprehend what that even means. <laughs> and it's the the competition scene is is extremely fun and the community is great and and it's most of end of may all of june and a competition consists of usually a, a downriver race a surf competition and uh sup cross 
So the downriver race will be anywhere from 10 miles to two miles, like sprints mm. or, or longer distance through rapids. And, and that's super fun. And it's more for uh, everyone. And then there's the sub cross and the subcross is my favorite. It's like a contact sport and it all is usually within a whitewater park and there's tons of people around and you go in heats of four and it's like slalom kayaking essentially. What? Yeah. Like, is it like skier cross kind of? <clears throat> uh, like, do you know that? Like where they, it's where they go down like crazy obstacle, like, and they, they do yeah. jumps and stuff. I mean, obviously yeah. it's a lot different, but like, is it, <laughs> Is it? Yeah, there's no jumps. Yeah. <laughs> but like, is it, do you, do you, do people like crash and, and burn oh, yeah. and stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So there's buoys set up and you have to, you're in heats of four or five and you're all, you all start at once and you are all racing for this buoy and you do buoy turns and there's like people getting taken out at the knees with other people's boards. And then wow. you race through waves and catch more buoys and it's so entertaining and it's a good demonstration of people's whitewater skills mm. because you have to really be on it and know your currents and know how to edge your board. And, but it's always a, a crowd pleaser because crowds love carnage Yeah, <laughs> and there's always carnage. <laughs> So it's just, it's such a blast. And so if you've ever been to a whitewater event and there's sup there, I would definitely recommend just watching it. And I think, I think you'd be surprised at the skill and also just how fun it looks. And then, and yeah, and then there's a surf comp. As long as there's a wave in the location where there's an event, there'll be a surf competition and people will do, they'll do stand up paddling uh, river surfing and then they'll do shortboard river surfing. And so what is this season looking like for you? Like, what are your goals? <clears throat> um, my goals are basically to, well, I've, I've just picked up, recently picked up shortboard river surfing. Yeah. I used to just do stand-up paddle river surfing. So my goal is to get much, much better at, at that and keep progressing with that. And and as far as competition goes, I, I was struggling with an injury last year and I just got surgery for it over the winter. And so I'm still building up my strength. So I, I don't know how much racing I'll be doing, but my goal is just to surf as much as possible, which is my goal every year. <laughs> yeah. Find big ways. <laughs> yeah. And I really love like my, one of my favorite things to do is create videos and content and I love doing video edits. And so just documenting my travels and, and being more active in that sense and, mm -hmm. and learning more about video and video editing and, and how to tell a story that way. So that and, and just writing as much as I can about all of it. It's, that's like, that's my ultimate goal for, for this season. And how have you found the van life? I love it. You love it's, it? Oh, it just suits me so well. And, and it's something I've been dreaming about for, for a really, really long time. And I got, I got a sprinter last year and I never, ever thought that that's, that would be a possibility. Like I'm, I don't make a lot of money. Sprinters are really expensive, but uh, I knew a friend and he was selling his van and he hooked me up with a really good deal. And so I'm, I'm living in my van and, and I love everything about it. I love simplicity. I get having a lot of things gives me anxiety and I love change. So 
I, I just love being able to change my, my, my morning. Like I love being able to have coffee in new places every morning. It's really nice and, and it's really simple. And I love to be able to, um, go away if I need to and be by myself. Like I can be a bit of an introvert sometimes. And so I love having, having my own space, even at the events and stuff where I can just, just retreat to and, and be in my own space and, and be by myself. And it's just nice having everything that you own in one place, wherever you go, you know, there's no, I don't forget anything, yeah. you know, and I'm a very free, I forget things all the time. So it's really good for me to have everything in one space. And what are some things that like people <clears throat> might not know about life on the road? You know, it's, you know, I think sometimes there's sort of this ideal of how it might be is, or have you found it to be d- different in any way than you expected before getting, going into it? Um, not really. It's, it's pretty much everything I expected. And, and, I don't struggle with any of it like the whole I mean I don't I don't have a bathroom in my van so yeah. sometimes you have to get really creative with that <laughs> and then I love like I love the adventure of trying to find a place to sleep because sometimes you can't you can't just park anywhere you know and I love going off the beaten path and just trying trying to find the coolest spot and there's nothing for me that I can think of that I really find trying with it unless you know you just have to be prepared to spend money on repairs and stuff like that you know because that's like that's the only thing with with having a van but if I had a house it would be the same thing you know so I don't have to pay rent so I take paying gas and and doing maintenance on the van as as my my rent and yeah yeah, I just love I I am absolutely in love with the life and come winter I I usually park it at my grandma's and then I go out of the country for the winter and I'm just very happy (laughs) yeah that is amazing I yeah I I love that um but I know you have to run pretty soon I just want to finish by saying uh you know thank you for your time and for what you're doing and um you know how does how does scoop uh fit into all of this for you Oh, well, that's really easy because I, I live in my van. So I, and I, I hate to cook. (laughs) So scoop is so good for my lifestyle because I, you know, the way I would get my vegetables and, and a lot of my nutrients was from making smoothies every morning. And that's really hard to do in the van. (laughs) You don't have a a blender, like in a generator hooked up into your van. Come on. (laughs) No, I'm not that dedicated. (laughs) Yeah. So, so just having scoop and, and, and being able to start my day with scoop. And, and if I feel like I, if I've been driving a long time and I haven't had a chance to really eat really like good, healthy food, I feel much better if I having scoop and being able to, to get everything I need with that. And it's just very, very easy for me. And I love the people behind it. The, the project produce is really, really important to me. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% behind the, the company. And, and I only, I only like to be part of companies that I, I believe have a, have a purpose and, and a mission. And I really think that Scoop does. So, yeah. Awesome. Was yeah. there anything else you want to add or feel like you want to talk about? Uh, no, I don't think so. 
Cool. Well, best of luck with the rest of Thank your season, you. and we're excited to keep sharing uh, your your story and um, and then hear more about uh, the exciting times ahead in the van life and with River to River. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one. Cool. All right. You too. Thanks. Bye.